to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred site activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow Earthseed Temple Arts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. great ancient ones, great ancestors, we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Welcome, beautiful Star Tribe. Thank you for circling up for another episode of Stars, Stones, and Stories. This is episode number 47. And as we add up the numbers 4 plus 7, we come to the sacred number of 11, which many people connect to this potentiality of manifestation, uh, reckoning to pay attention, to open our eyes, to be very present, and to harness that presence as a means of activating our deepest desires. And number 11 in the Sefer Yetzirah correlates to the glittering intelligence, as it is the path that is endowed with a special grandeur, so that one may have true understanding, true knowledge. This is ultimately a number of power, of bravery, of energy, success, and fearless ventures, 
liberty, life, this pursuit of true happiness, the knowledge of how to rule alongside with the stars. And it is known that one is not able to understand the laws of creation unless they are students of these laws of creation. Therefore, the number 11, as it is a one and a one standing gate, really represents a threshold. It is a threshold that a person may enter through these sacred portals, feeling the glow, feeling the golden light that is beckoning them home. As we're gathered here for this episode, I just wish to acknowledge in the last episode how we spoke about 2022 as being the year of the ancestors, as it is a fire year within the Dagra cosmology. And before I sat down to record this episode, a video popped up of my recently departed mentor, a man who touched many, many lives on this earth plane, Elder Maladoma Somme. A video popped up in my YouTube feed that was like a montage that someone had put together recently of his various teachings over the years. And what an incredible, incredible medicine man he was. I'm just always so blown away when I hear recordings of him speak back in the day, way before I knew him. And to remember the times that I was privileged enough to sit with him in community. These were true gifts for me and my consciousness and my psyche. And he has woven into the tapestry of my daily life in so many ways that I can't even put them all into words. One that I would like to share is that I think many of you, those of you whom are avid listeners to this podcast, know that I tend to prefer to record my episodes in my closet, which I think is pretty common for podcasters, unless you have a standard sort of interview style format. And I've played around in other parts of my home. However, I love my closet because the clothes create this beautiful padding and it, the sound just turns out the best when I record in my closet. I'm quite fortunate to have one of the most, well, actually this is the most spacious closet I've ever had in my life. And I have mostly my clothing in here, but I also have some sacred texts and I have linens and shoes and suitcases, which always make me think of my amazing pilgrimages that I've been able to voyage on. And as I sit down to record, you know, I have like my beloved suitcases that I've traveled to Egypt with many times and What I believe is most important is my ancestor altar, which lives here in my closet. And you might think 
that it's strange, especially if you don't have your own ancestor altar, but I actually believe this is one of the best locations. It is a space where I can tend daily, but also it's a private space. It's not a space where there's a lot of back and forth motion and the ancestor altar is something that uh, really should be sacred and holy. And the truth is, there's there's no wrong way to tend it, per se. I bring this up because this is the year of the ancestors, and I just wish to acknowledge that as I record these episodes, I'm literally sitting at the feet of my ancestors and in many ways it feels like on one level I'm having a direct conversation with them as I'm having a direct conversation with you. As I was viewing that montage it just made me really understand on even deeper levels the power and the potency of Elder Maladoma's work and the elegant signature he left on humanity. He lives and breathes through me, and I imagine if you've been touched by his work, you might feel the same as well. On Friday, March 18th at 3.18 a.m., that is Eastern Daylight Time Zone, we arrive at the Virgo full moon. As in any full moon, the sun directly opposes the moon and we're coming to a harvest of some kind. A harvest that could harken back to that past Virgo new moon. It could harken back to other points as well in our astrological tracking. And this Virgo full moon, the moon is aligned at 27 degrees, 40 arc minutes, The moon is a chalice. It is ever-changing and ever-shifting. We have eight main lunar cycles, and if you're interested in learning more about these and how they can support your life, as well as how to really track the wheel of the year, the solar gates, anchor this wisdom into the portals of your body with ancient Taoist stone wisdom. I have an amazing course called Earth Seed. We are initiating the Spring Council of 2022 in April, and I can't wait to circle up with you and the returning students. Once you invest, you're able to join every time we meet live and I will only be offering Earthseed once this year. So if you're interested in joining, this is going to be your time to circle up with us. It's going to be a really, really, really potent journey as we're going to be together on the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. Really just traveling through the season of spring equinox and Beltana with this potent eclipse portal that's coming up around Beltana and preparing, preparing for summer solstice. This Virgo full moon is the polarity between 
how we assimilate and digest our lives, Virgo as this mutable earth energy, the archetype of the virgin, the sovereign one, the maiden, the holistic healer, the organizer, the humble servant. This is all about mind-body healing, a true embodiment experience through the analyzation process of the mind, uh, really wishing to be practical and health conscious and discriminating. Through a higher experience, a Virgo may realize how they are here to devote with steady consistency, yet how perfection is not attainable in the body. Across the zodiacal wheel, we have watery, mutable Pisces symbolizing the flood that clears away the snows of winter, the feet of the grand cosmic man or human, the basis of all external things, the natural emblems of servitude and obedience, and ultimately mental detachment as well. And Pisces is in some ways that aesthetic in a cave, and Virgo is that humble servant in devotion. The two really cannot exist without the other. And that is what full moons teach us, that polarity dance that is ultimately sacred and holy. And as we look to the Sabian symbol of 28 degrees Virgo, we have a bald-headed man who has seized power. This is about the sheer power of personality in times that call for decision. Obsolete patterns of order and cultural refinement have to be radically and relentlessly challenged. We must merge personages to seize power and shift decisions that slater the structures of society. Within an individual life, this intense urge for cathartic change mobilizes the will, and at times, yes, even traumatic decisions are made. The star sparks for 28 degrees Virgo is autumn leaves pressed in a book, to observe, to witness, to behold, to be inside the frequency of purity, letting go of all guilt and shame at home in the personal soul. The moon makes some really interesting aspects here in this chart. There is very much with this full moon, there is this need to really go deep, deep within. And perhaps already this Pisces season, you've spent a lot of time deep within. <laughs> I know I have, and I really attribute it to first it was the intensity of our Aquarius season and now it's just this like vast watery realm of Pisces where there's so much energy circulating. With that being said, this Virgo full moon continues that theme of real deep inner knowing. In fact, there's a significant call to go deep within with this full moon and to reflect into your identity and who you are and the journey you've been on, especially I think for the last couple of years. I think so many of us as the world is opening up in many ways post-pandemic, yet simultaneously there is 
still a lot of intensity. There's a lot of suffering happening. There are many people who are hyper aware of how much they are suffering and how sensitive they are. So there's a lot of feelings to be felt. And as people are socializing, there's this newfound way to discern boundaries and hold space for other people in their tenderness, their sensitivity, and in their boundaries. With this full moon, there is a trine with Pluto and Capricorn. As we have discussed, the United States is in the midst of its first Pluto return and will be transiting over these degrees throughout the year of 2022. Therefore, whatever activates Pluto in Capricorn at this time in this year of 2022 is activating the collective on some level of the United States and also the collective of the world at large as the United States is still at this point very much a global player and global leader. This moon, there's a trine between the Virgo moon and Pluto and Capricorn, as well as Vesta conjunct Pluto and Capricorn in Aquarius. And Pluto, we know, is that planet of great, great transformation, transformation that is uh, really enacted, we could say, by some form of psychological death, of letting go, of dissolving. And Vesta in Aquarius being our great, great devotion, our devotion to our uniqueness, our devotion to our creativity, our devotion to those avant-garde parts of self, and ultimately our devotion to be of service with the North Node in Taurus. So there's this grand earth trine happening with this new moon and the north node speaks to our collective destiny as well as what our current focus is which we could say on one level is all about rebuilding our homes and our the beauty in our lives and also very much related to our connection to the natural world and honoring the the portals, the hidden realms of nature. Sedna, which is a a dwarf planet uh, that would reach beyond Eris, she is actually in exact this grand trine between the Virgo moon and Pluto and Capricorn and Taurus and Sedna. And Sedna can really relate to this dark goddess energy of where there has been great loss, there's also great power. There's beauty in that loss. So there's very much that is being asked of each one of us in this new moon to let go, to let go of where we have guilt and where we have shame. And when I was listening to that montage of Elder Melodoma, it's interesting because 
he was actually speaking very much to the frequency of guilt and shame and how when one holds on to that, how um, I'm trying to capture his words, I'd have to go back and listen to really get the essence. But what I took away from it is that there is like this stagnancy where they can't even relate to the other world, the power, the force of the ancestors. So how, how in this Virgo full moon, where and how do we let go of guilt and shame that still cling into our psyches? Meanwhile, the Virgo full moon is sesquiquadrate, both Venus and Aquarius and Uranus and Taurus. And this aspect creates a challenge. There's a challenge to work with and learn from, whereas the grand earth trine really brings in a lot of gifts, gifts that come through the activation of those relationships. And this challenge to work with and learn from between the Virgo emotional moon lunar forces of where one can get overly neurotic and where one ultimately desires to be of service and to be really honoring and in great devotion of creation as a whole. Meanwhile, we have Venus in Aquarius, Venus in Aquarius being very much married to her uniqueness, her unique way of loving. She is in consummation with the divine masculine Mars force. And Uranus and Taurus on that journey of disrupting and liberating us to connect deeper with the natural world simultaneously bringing into our conscious awareness where we cause grief in the world through our turning the blind eye through the mining of natural resources with a lack of honor and respect. And this Virgo moon also squares Black Moon Lilith and Gemini where there is a shadow journey around how one may utilize the power of the mind. Meanwhile, the Pisces sun at 28 degrees represents through the Sabian symbol, a fertile garden under the full moon reveals a variety of full grown vegetables. This is about the full satisfaction of the individual's basic needs, and the moon's power to call forth the instinctive urge for growth, how many things may respond in different ways. I found this quite profound as there is currently a undertone coming out from the overculture in making us feel as humans that we have run out of Earth's resources and that there is not enough for everyone 
And what would this world be like if we were given the permission to live in a way where there is enough for everyone and where the set of rules by which we are living by are in support of human culture and potential. And I think that is a interesting kind of curious thing to consider with this full moon. Meanwhile, as we consider this full moon, we have the sun conjunct both Neptune and Jupiter, and we know that Jupiter and Neptune are coming into their exact conjunction in mid-April. So there's this real beautiful spiritual frequency that we are working with throughout the entire month of March and April, and that brings us into the Beltana eclipse season. There's a lot of personal growth and development that can happen over the course of the next 90 days. To harness that growth, there is a necessity to find stillness, to go deep within, to clear the psyche, to activate your ceremony, to be in prayer, to be in ritual, to give gratitude and flow, to find ways to be more in harmony with the natural world around us. On one level, we could say this is a Saturn-ruled chart. We have Saturn at 21 degrees of Aquarius, and this full-on Aquarian stellium, as I mentioned, we've got Vesta in Aquarius, Mars, Venus, Juno, and Saturn. So very much this is a full moon that speaks to how when each one of us increases our self-mastery, when we really express our unique medicine and live our medicine, that we are being led to heightened awareness. I offer this intention for you in this Virgo full moon. Great power lies in all of my choices. Enlightened purpose quality, and intention are all important to me. The way we liberate ourselves these days is ultimately related to how we liberate one another. We are star beings of liberation. We are forces of liberation. And it is through the moon as a symbol of the goddess, the goddess herself connecting to the dark goddess as the source of all life, that dark womb space that is so rich from which all of creation is born. And the cyclic nature of the moon reveals two powers of the principle, growth and fertilization, and ultimately transformation. I 
wish to take a moment to invite you if you have considered having a high caliber divination session with myself you are able to do so and book through the show notes directly or you can go to earthseedtemplearts.com to set up that booking i have some amazing courses coming up in 2022 so i invite you to make sure you are receiving the venetian love notes Again, there's going to be a link in the show notes and a way you can connect through those Venetian love notes. And you can also, when you sign up, receive a free gift from myself, which is a guide on eight teachings on how to ground. It's very simple. It's something you can digest very easily. As of now, there have been over 22,000 downloads over the course of this podcasting journey, which began in Beltane of 2020. So we're coming up to two years now. And I would love to double those downloads within the next year. So I'm hoping by Beltana of 2023 to have over 44,000 downloads and I need your help with that. I need your support. So if you can take a moment right now and engage by in iTunes, leaving a review for this podcast and just sharing about this podcast with three people who you think would benefit from it. I also invite you to consider circling up in person for a number of different events and courses that are coming up on the 25th of March. That's a Friday evening here in West Asheville at West Asheville Yoga at 7 p.m. I'm going to be offering a kundalini yoga meditation, sound healing journey, very much connected with this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction and be sharing astrological insights around that. It's called Be Boundless and you can sign up for that on the West Asheville Yoga website. On the 27th of March in St. Petersburg, Florida at the Pillar of Light, I will be offering Multiplying Miracles, which is a four-hour workshop that will continue with the same theme around the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. I'll be sharing astrological insights. There will be yoga, meditation, and a deep yogic sleep, yoga nidra practice, which will culminate the evening. It's going to be super beautiful. And if you're going to be in St. Pete or you have friends that live in the area, please help spread the word as this will be my first workshop in that location, and I would love people to come out and join us. Then on the 29th of March, I am offering Navigate These Radical Times. This is a complimentary global teaching for everyone in the world. It will take place at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. So depending on where you live, it might be kind of late or a little too early. However, if you are able to join us live, please do so. I know you're going to enjoy what I share. (laughs) 
Then on the 5th of April, my nine-week course, Earthseed, is going to launch, and it is going to be a amazing journey. These nine weeks are so rich. We're going to meet from 7 p.m. That's Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Every class is recorded and taught live, and this will be the third time I'm teaching this course. Each time the content becomes more refined and the practices become more accessible and I know you're going to walk away receiving so much and really deepening your connection to Mother Earth, which is, in my vision, the most important gift one can receive out of this course of Earthseed. This is preparing us for deep astrological expansion, and I've created Earthseed as the foundation course for my mystery school because I believe we need to know how to ground and anchor energy before we start getting into the stars and into the planets. We we really want to connect with this beautiful planet that we live on and understand these portals in our body through the luminaries, the sun and the moon, and using the wisdom of the stones to ground us. And with that, I am really excited to announce that my next pilgrimage to Egypt will be this June the 9th through the 24th. It is a summer solstice pilgrimage with an optional extension at the Red Sea from the 24th to the 27th of June. And we are going to be working very consciously with the songs of Sothis, Sabtet, Sirius, and the hymns to Horus, Hadu, the divine sun child, the falcon god. And there's such a potency that wishes to be birthed between Isis as the great mother and Horus as the divine child. Part of that great devotion is Osiris, as that divine masculine anchor. This journey is really going to activate within each one of us this hieros gamos, this sacred marriage, and from that sacred marriage, pure freedom is born through the sun child that lives within all of us. So if you're feeling a call to this pilgrimage, you can click the link in the bio or the show notes to see more about that, you can also always email me direct and I'd be happy to share the details. This brings us to the spring equinox this March 20th. It is a Sunday, 11.34 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And this spring in and of itself is definitely a very social spring. There's a lot of growth There's a massive budding of possibilities. Venus and Mars are in their sacred dance and they're approaching their conjunction with Juno and Saturn. And so as I've been speaking about in the last couple of episodes, there is very much a desire to focus and apply the magic of the great conjunction when Jupiter and Saturn met up at the first degree of Aquarius 
on December 21st of 2020. This is super important astrology, and I am getting the call that, as I'm sharing with you all, that I need to take some time in the next episode to rehash the Great Conjunction and speak to that a little bit more in depth. But for now, I want to say that because we are applying that which we've been working on and towards and with since December 21st of 2020, and really we could say through the entire year of 2020, and as we're preparing for the upcoming Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, the most important thing you can do right now is anchor into your practice, your spiritual practice, your devotional practice, your practice of prayer, however that looks for you. I want to be clear that everyone's practice is going to be a little bit different. So this is about what works for you and your life and your body's needs. As we come to this awakening of spring, we are beginning anew the cosmic wheel of life as we enter into Aries season. Aries is about initiation and action. This is cardinal fire energy that emerges out of that collective consciousness of the water mutating realm of Pisces. Aries is the visionary leader. And the first degree of Aries is a woman just risen from the sea. A seal is embracing her. This is how there's an emergence of new forms and the potentiality of consciousness. The first of the 360 phases of a universal and multi-level cyclic process of potential. This is about the journey of a person's consciousness and their destiny on planet Earth and within human culture. To be individually conscious means to emerge out of the sea of generic collective consciousness. This is also about leaving behind, emerging from the womb or the matrix symbolized as the sea. The sea connecting to the great goddess of all of creation. Ultimately, this is a tender act. There's possibility of success and there's possibility of failure. As Ilias Lonsdale says, let the primordial fire ooze and drip from our beingness. Ignite fiery passion within our breath and our step. Draw courage from deep inside Mother Earth up our legs, making them ever strong for the lifelong dance. Make warm our will that leads until the ultimate dance, that within the awakened one, within. May these star sparks be our stepping stones upon that sacred pattern. With spring, we celebrate longer days with fertility and growth. We emerge from deep within the earth, from the realm of Imbolc, which came after winter solstice Yule. These were times where we had ideas and inspirations and incubated dreams, and now it is time to step forth with action. The day of spring equinox is a beautiful time to begin to 
visualize your next six months. And I want to honor our brothers and sisters in the Southern Hemisphere that are welcoming vernal equinox, sorry, fall equinox, or Mabon, as we here in the North are welcoming in Ostara. Ostara is a beautiful time, a season of rebirth and renewal through ritual. On any given equinox, the earth is balanced, neither pointing toward or away from the sun. This is a beautiful time to meditate, to balance the hemispheres of the brain, to stabilize the next steps you will take as a creator of your life. And this spring is unique in the sense that we do have Jupiter steadily approaching Neptune in Pisces. We also have Mercury in Pisces. And as the spring equinox is aligned, the sun and Chiron and Pallas Athene and Eris are all in Aries. And we have the Libra moon at the 29th degree, finding harmony, finding balance. What's interesting about this chart is that as the Virgo full moon was deeply, deeply inward, the spring equinox has a frequency of being very much of service to the greater collective. So there's an element of not only expanding and growing and rebirthing and renewing, there's also this element of giving back, giving back to humanity in whatever way you're called to. And as I've shared, this is the fire year within Dagra cosmology, fire being the first element in the wheel, the mediator between this world and the other world, the ultimate power, the primal nature, bringing warmth into our lives. And the ancestors bridge this world with the other world, opening a channel to the past, present, and future. This is a year of miracles. It is the year of taking action through the archetype of the water tiger. It is the year of lovers as we are activating our own inner feminine and inner masculine, our duality within which we can merge through unity, consciousness, that divine child, that falcon that flies free and represents the stability of the solar frequency. As the year of the ancestor, this is a year to harness the ultimate power that lives within your heart, your fiery chamber of truth to connect with your own primal nature. The Jupiter-Neptune conjunction amplifies the possibility of miracles in this year, and may you yourself amplify the otherworldly support and your primal power to bless the earth and all of humanity with your medicine. I wanted to just take a moment to those of you who live in the Asheville area in Appalachia to inform you if you don't already know that there is a forest plan that has been created that is going to log significant parts of this amazing 
forest that blankets the Appalachian Mountains. If you live in this area or if you've traveled here, then you know that these mountains are extremely special and they call forth people from all over the world. This is absolutely a vortex and a sacred, sacred space. Our forest, unfortunately, is uh, on the table to be sold and bought, and it seems completely insane that this is even something that could happen in these times where we have old-growth forests, still clean, clean headwaters and beautiful views from the Blue Ridge Parkway, namely the craggy National Scenic Area has been jeopardized. And so if you care about these Appalachian Mountains, I encourage you to take a moment and go to iheartpisca.org and check out the latest updates and information. You can also go to forestplanreportcard.org and make your voice heard so that we can stand in honor of what Native Americans called the one-leggeds, the standing tall ones, are beautiful, beautiful trees that provide so much for us and we live in mutual reciprocity with. And this makes me think about what Elder Maladoma, one of the passages that was shared in this montage, he was speaking about the indigenous nature of humanity. And in that, he said, the darkness around us is deep. Seeking a sense of home, There is no chance for the indigenous world to survive. It can only live within the heart and soul that killed it, a natural place populated by trees and nature, an exile, someone who has been betrayed. The gathering of people who are betrayed can yield tremendous healing. What he is saying in this excerpt is so connected to the reality that it is the Eurocentric consciousness that has, in many ways, killed the indigenous consciousness, that it must rise up, that consciousness must rise up from those who brought it harm in the first place to bring it back to life. In these times, we each have a sacred duty. We have a sacred duty in how we liberate ourselves and liberate others. Ultimately, we are these great star beings of liberation. I would like to remind you that you are the creatrix, the creator of your own path and therefore your own life. And though your destiny may be unknown, Your next course of action is of your own free will accord. What you do today has a magnificent ripple effect into the possibilities of tomorrow. These are seeds that will be planted that will eventually become their own 
beautiful plants and trees. Therefore, your actions are portals for the future. The medicine that you carry is yours. It is unique and it is your gift to the world. Knowing your medicine and claiming it, you have the ability to predict the essence of what the future will entail. I would love to circle up with you in person at one of the upcoming workshops I'm offering or online through the complimentary global teaching on the 29th of March to the launch of Earthseed on the 5th of April. So again, check out the show notes or hop on over to earthseedtemplearts.com to be on the pulse of all of these offerings. Thank you again for circling up in this community. May there be peace to the east. May there be peace to the south. May there be peace to the west. May there be peace to the north. May there be peace great into the heart of Mother Earth. May there be peace to all of our star nations and reverberating out through the cosmos and beyond. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Blessed be. Ashe Aho. Take a moment and come lie down. Make sure you're in a safe space where you can totally relax. All distractions are tucked away. Your body's immediate biological needs are cared for and you can be completely present, closing your eyes. If you find you're not there, then pause there's a timestamp you can come back here at another time so gathering here in this moment eyes are closed and you find yourself relaxing coming to stillness bringing your awareness to your physical body, bringing your awareness to your breath and just allowing the body to get nice and heavy. Feeling this wave of relaxation entering in through the soles of the feet, wrapping up through the ankles into the backs and the fronts of the legs going up into the pelvic bowl, coming into the base of the spine, moving up through all the internal organs, your sex organs, your digestive organs, to your lungs and your heart space, continuing to move up through the vertebrae, up into heart and the lungs really focusing in the space this network of consciousness and moving up to the neck 
down the arms and out into the fingertips and coming back up through the throat and the neck to the back of the head and the front of the face, relaxing the jaw and the root of the tongue, relaxing the ears, the inner ears, relaxing your eyes, relaxing your mind, relaxing the top of your head and all of the hairs on your head. Just deeply, deeply relaxing here in this space. Knowing any thoughts, any worries, you can come back to these at another time. They will be there waiting for you. And so now, consciously bringing your awareness to your grounding cord of light coming from the base of your spine and the palms of your hands, the soles of your feet going down, 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 deep down, all the way into the heart of the mother, the heart of Tara Gaia, settling deep into the core of the earth, deep into great-grandmother hematite, this lineage stone that connects you to the seven generations who have come before and the seven generations yet to come. And just feeling the power and the nurturing arms of great-grandmother Hematite as she wraps all around you, filling the void, filling the lack consciousness, filling up all of the spaces and places where you feel you are not enough, where you feel not nurtured or held in the ways that you need. Great-grandmother hematite fills those spaces up with her consciousness, with her grounding, with her anchoring. And you begin to find yourself on your hands and your knees crawling through a dark tunnel. You've just entered this womb-like portal through the earth and you're crawling down, down, down deep into the heart of the mother to the space of great-grandmother hematite. You feel her stones all around you underneath your knees and your hands and your feet and above you and around and you continue to crawl through this narrow passage going deeper down into Mother Earth. And you journey. You continue to journey, not sharing, not being sure where you're going, where you're being led, but trusting in this space, trusting in this journey. And you find yourself moving one hand and the other knee and the other hand and the other knee just back and forth this cross forward motion that brings the left and the right hemispheres of the brain together in unity and you continue to just move left and right and left and right and left and right it's so dark it's like 
you're moving with your eyes closed yet they are open or maybe they're closed maybe they're open you do not know and it doesn't matter you just stay present moving forward and anytime the mind begins to go into a state of fear you bring your awareness back to your breath one knee forward one hand forward and the next And so as you journey deeper into this cave, you begin to see some light flickering. This flickering is growing larger and you also feel a subtle warmth coming in and you find yourself coming to more and more open air eventually coming out into a space where you can stand and walk and you enter into this open air space within the cave and there's this large gigantic roaring fire with so many colors orange and yellow and red and green and purple and blue however your eyes are drawn to the right corner and you see this hag woman this crone woman hunched over a smaller fire and rocks and this large cauldron with this bubbling brew and she looks at you. She's bony, her skin sort of sags from the bones, yet she's powerful and she's ancient. And she beckons you over and you come towards her. She welcomes you And she pulls out this large mug and begins to gather her brew into the mug. She looks at you and smiles and you feel this bulge in the pocket of your tunic and you reach your hand into the pocket and you realize you have a gift for her. And you take a moment and you notice in your hand your gift and you bring it into the right hand and you offer it to her. She receives your gift and she gives you this brew and nudges you to go to the fire. And you come to sit at the fire and you begin to gaze up into the flames and you begin to sip on your tonic and it's so nourishing you just feel this medicine go straight into your bones and you gaze into the flames and within the flames you begin to see movement beyond the color and the light you begin to see the movement of these beings these people and you realize that these people are your people These people are your ancestors and you see person after person after person appear in the flames. It goes on and on so rapid and fast and they're all so frequently different yet they're all you at the same time and they show themselves through the dancing of the flames 
And as they show themselves, you find these tears running down your cheeks, beginning to pool in front of you. So many tears of recognition and realization as you witness those who have come before you. You witness their talents and you witness their pain and their sorrow and you witness their dreams and their abilities and you witness their joy and their suffering and their loves and their losses and you witness it and you feel it as if it is yours moving through every cell of your being and you continue to just allow these tears to fall down the sides of your face and they begin to pool more and more in front of your body and you just continue to absorb all that is happening, the dancing, the movement, through the fire flickering, the drinking of the beverage, and all of the sensations, all of the ancestral memories and wisdom that begins to just electrically move through all of your very being here and now. And all of a sudden you're guided again you feel this bulge in your pocket your right hand pocket of your tunic and you reach down into the pocket and you pull out this small pad of paper and this pen and you feel called to write and you begin to write down all of your fears and all of your doubts your anger your sadness, your losses, your grief. You write down all of the unfulfilled promises and you just allow yourself to pour your heart onto this paper. And as you do so, more tears roll down your cheeks and more pool in front of you. And from time to time, you look up into the flames and they seem to be growing higher and taller and more colors continue to come through and more faces and bodies and movement. It's timeless. It's endless. And you just sit so present to all of this as you write and you feel and This continues until the pen runs out of ink and you offer the pen to the fire and you take the paper and you fold it and you dip the paper in this pool of tears and you offer it to the fire and you begin to come to stand up and you begin to dance and you dance and you move and you shake all of yourself 
all of yourselves, all of the cells of your body, you shake them out, you move rapidly in every which way, you dance like you've never danced before. And as you dance and you move, you begin to feel all around you these beings dancing and moving with you. You feel the electricity filling up all of the cells of who you are, the alchemical process of all of your ancestors gathering around you, dancing with and dancing through you. And you shake and you cry and you laugh and you scream. You let everything flow through all of who you are. The places that you've hidden in the corner, the parts of you you've suppressed, that which you thought was ugly or dirty or had shame or you resented, it comes up and out from these swamp lands of self and you allow them to express these muted parts of who you are, they are expressed, they are seen, they are witnessed, they are held. And you just find yourself shaking, 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 moving all of your body, shaking out the nervous system, shaking out all the trauma timelines, shaking out all of the trauma timelines and you come in front of the fire and you lie down (sighs) you close your eyes and you begin to feel this presence and the hag has come next to you and she sits down and she takes her your head with her bony hands and places it in her lap and she begins to smooth your hair she begins to sing As her voice fills you up, you dissolve into this moment of complete surrender and acceptance, this moment of compassion for all that is, and you Feel your nervous system, it comes in this large shaking pulse. It's like an earthquake moves through you and out, and you find stillness. And in that stillness, you find deep, restorative sleep.
You begin to bring your awareness back to your physical body, back to the room where you're resting. You begin to wiggle through the fingers and the toes, taking some nice, long, deep breaths. And you begin to rub together the palms of the hands and the soles of the feet. And you relax the legs back out long. You bring your right hand to your heart and your left hand on top of your right. And take a moment giving gratitude for all that is, giving gratitude for your ancestral lineage, all who have come before you, giving gratitude to Mother Earth and all of her beings, seen and unseen, giving gratitude for great-grandmother Hematite, her powerful healing, feeling the sense of purification and transformation. And you continue to rest and gather yourself, collecting yourself fully. When it feels right for you, you'll be ready to come more back into this realm. In the meantime, may you know that your ancestors are so proud of you. They know that you've chosen to come in some really challenging times and they want you to know that they're really proud of you and that they're here for you. They're in those spaces between and betwixt giving you inspiration and insights giving you hugs sharing wisdom laughing alongside you singing through you May you always feel the backing of your ancestral might. May you always know that the creativity and resources that you need to accomplish your own unique mission here on earth are always right at your fingertips. May you always know that you have everything you need and that it is through the sacred devotional path that the magic of moving forward is made manifest. And so it is. Blessed be.
I'd like to share this prayer with you to close our circle. Prayer for stability. I stand today and for all times as a wise and loving adult in this world. I trust myself and I trust in the goodness in all hearts. I hold love and stability in this world and fashion my life accordingly. I honor and respect those who may be fearful and recognize that many are still young. I will live with my eyes, ears, and heart open. I will build the life I came to build. And so it is. Dive in with me at earthseedtemplearts.com and you can follow me on Instagram at earthseedtemplearts. Thank you so much for sharing sacred space. My prayer is that we as individuals awaken to the reality that each one of us is a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth. Crystallize your medicine.